Welcome back to Blazing Trails. I'm your host, Michael Revo from Salesforce Studios. And today I'm joined by Parker Harris. Parker co-founded Salesforce in the spring of 1999, and today he drives technology, vision, and architecture across Salesforce. And he's a member of Salesforce's board of directors. Welcome to the show, Parker. Thank you for having me. Well, we're excited that you're here. I wanted to start with the first question is, you know, after 22 years at Salesforce, there's been so much change, change across the industry. What have you seen of these changes that's had the most impact in driving the industry forward? Well, a lot has changed. If you think about it, we didn't have the iPhone. Uh, Mm -hmm. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Twitter. Uh, So none of the social media uh, platforms. We didn't have the hyperscalers, Amazon, AWS, GCP, Azure. So you name it, pretty much everything has changed. Uh, You know, we started the company in 99 and all of that has happened in the past 22 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know the cloud has really kind of gone mainstream. And when Salesforce started, it was a such a new idea to bring CRM to the cloud. You know, how have you seen that mainstreaming process? What does that look like as the cloud is sort of taking over the industry? Well, you know, when we started the company, people were you know reticent sometimes to put their credit cards on the internet. I know that's hard for some listeners to imagine much less their customer list. Uh, Many customers would say, or potential customers would say, there's no way I'll ever use you because I would never put my customer list on the internet. It's far too risky. It's far too dangerous. And they felt safer having uh, workloads in their own data centers. I think what's changed is they found that, you know, things are actually safer in these cloud providers whose job it is uh, day in and day out to protect uh, customer information. And so, you know, that has changed dramatically. And then if you look at what's happened this past year, uh, with everyone uh, shuttered at home, everything has gone digital. You know, we are doing this podcast digitally, online, we're not physically together. We are selling virtually. We are doing customer service virtually. You know, Dell over in a week sent all of their agents home. And because they're using our platform, they were able to continue providing customer service to their customers. E-commerce is on fire. You know, everything is going faster and going even more digital right now. You know, and you made a huge bet on building a platform, you know, in the early days and not just apps. Tell us about that decision, how you guys came to that. Well, it, it was not really necessarily a decision. It was something that we had to do. When we started the company, we knew that We wanted to provide a service to as many customers as possible all over the world. And so we imagined, what if we were serving? It was hard to imagine where we are today, but we imagined a lot of customers, a lot of regions, you know, a lot of different size customers. And we're like, you know, how in the world are we going to do that? How are we going to serve all of these customers? And we knew that we couldn't do it by letting customers change the software themselves that they would, you know, each have their own version of the software that, you know, a consultant would take our software and add additional software to it. We needed to basically invent a metadata-driven platform that allows us to have one set of software that could serve a small high-tech company here in the Bay Area. And, you know, we had early customers in Australia and England, you know, and they were not in high-tech. And yet our service could work for them. And then we had a customer come to us that was in the healthcare business and they said, hey, 
we're patient care. We don't have accounts. We have hospitals. We don't have contacts. We have patients. And we want to rename those tabs. And, you know, we're like, well, just to, just to pretend that, you know, account is a hospital. Mark said, no, no, we'll support that. You know, so we allowed you to change the names of tabs. We allowed you to create your own tables or custom objects. We added workflow capability. We add all this stuff over the years. And it's really in response to our customers. It's what our customers asked us to do. And it's what allowed us to deliver a service with trust and customer success and innovation uh, for the past 22 years. And equality for that matter, and drop equality. But you think about you know, a platform that also is accessible, that is available in any language that you know, everyone can get into and use it and get value from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it powers so much speed and flexibility, which has been so important recently when you think about work.com and vaccine cloud and across so many industries, building so much customization. How do you look at that in terms of how the platform's been able to support that over the years? Well, you just mentioned uh, work.com. <laughs> work.com was not even an idea when the pandemic started. And then we were like, whoa, everyone's at home. You know, how are we going to, first of all, support people at home and how can our platform do that? And how can we help people do contact tracing? How can we help them eventually get back into the office as things start to reopen? And we said, hey, we're going to go build a new product. So in the middle of the pandemic, we took some teams and said, all right, we need a brand new product and we need it now. And that would have been impossible without the power of our platform because they didn't have to go write code from scratch. They just took our platform and pivoted quickly and came out with a new offering called work.com that does all of those things. And, you know, capabilities of that, that, you know, we call vaccine cloud are allowing a lot of people in the United States, in Ireland, Australia, all over the world, you know, many places are using our technology where citizens are going to websites and saying, hey, I'd like to get vaccinated. When can I get my vaccine? You know, you can imagine the anxiety, the number of users hitting these websites. And then, you get into the you know vaccination site. People with iPads are saying, "Hi, welcome, Parker. Uh, you know, you have an appointment today. Yes, I do." And they look it up on the iPad, and then you get your vaccine. It's all recorded. That's all through Salesforce. You know, and that's amazing. That did not exist, you know, a year and a half ago, or even a year ago. Frankly, we created it. We rolled it out. We drove change. And, you know, and frankly, it's a fantastic cause. You know, helping the world kind of start to exit the lockdown that this pandemic has created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an incredible story. And, you know, it's a good segue into low code, which I wanted to talk about uh, with, with TDX coming up and how low code has really reached a tipping point across the industry. Well, you know, what's interesting is we started out with only low code, but over time we added the support for code. We added a store procedure language called Apex that you can do in transaction code on our platform. We added workflow. We added visual force to write code to do user experience that then evolved into lightning and lightning web components today, which is you know state of the art. And what I think is missing in that, that uh, we have to really hit home is just because it's possible to write code doesn't mean you should write code. Mm-hmm. And I always mm-hmm. celebrate the moment when we remove code from our code base or when a customer removes code from their implementation. So, you know, we're on a mission now with all of our customers to say low code is the future. And you may have a large developer community that, you know, is desirous to write a lot of code, 
I don't care what platform or what technology you're talking about. Code, you know, has inertia, it has gravity and it has a cost. And the less you can put into your product and put into your implementations, the better. And, you know, that was the power of getting work.com and vaccine cloud off the ground. And we are the premier platform for low-code development. That's why I'm so excited at TDX to show off some of the new capabilities that we have. And I'm curious, are you seeing a change in how that's being received across IT departments and developers who, as you say, want to be creative and write code? Is there a perception change of how you can use these tools to accelerate and then build smaller pieces on top of, you know, being able to integrate that into your workflow? Yeah, it, it just takes a few trailblazer examples where you've got someone that says like, you know, I know what I'm going to do here. I'm going to do it fast. I know you guys are talking over there and we're writing on the whiteboard <laughs> these grand visions. But while you're doing that, I'm going to go actually solve some business problems and they go do it quickly. Mm -hmm. And so it's those stories of trailblazer success where somebody does something quickly, solves a business problem. And it looks like magic. Mm -hmm. It kind of is magic because of uh, a low-code platform like Salesforce's. And then building on that and, you know, tactics dictate strategy, even in trailblazers uh, out in the world doing implementations. And so, you know, it's building on that success and getting that momentum and just having an agile IT environment where all you're doing is constantly evolving and going fast. And you can't do that without low-code. Yeah, there's nothing like seeing something happen to get people's attention. Okay, so TDX is coming up. What are some of the major themes? What are we going to hear about this year? Well, the themes, and uh, you know, I've, I've been going through the keynote, and I can't wait to deliver it to everyone. You know, we want people to innovate anywhere, not just in the office, but because of our platform and because of our local platform, you can innovate anywhere because of things like flow and visual workflow and OmniScript and all of the amazing automation capabilities we have, you can automate anything, you know, anything you want. And you can do that with low code. You can do it quickly. And when you automate something, you give, you know, the people that were involved in those manual tasks, the ability to up-level what they're doing to have more impact in their corporations. TDX and, uh, you know, Trailhead, you know, it's about empowering everyone. How do we make sure everyone is empowered? You know, not just the people who have the skills already for, you know, writing a lot of code. How do you empower everyone to become a trailblazer? And how do you do it quickly? And become a trailblazer as a low-code trailblazer. So, yeah, the themes are innovate anywhere, automate anything, scale everything, and empower everyone. And we're going to hit those themes in, in the keynote and, and beyond. And we're going to have some great customer stories to highlight them. You know, it's going to be incredible. And, and there are going to be some trailblazers in person, actually. That's going to be a little surprise. Not a lot because of COVID. We're very careful about our employees and our customers and our trailblazers' health. But we feel like it's, you know, even for Trailhead DX, we got to open up a little bit. Little by little, we'll start seeing each other in person again soon. And I wanted to ask you, too, sort of what you're most excited about industry-wide right now. You've been at it a long time. You're still passionate. You're building product. You know, you're deep in it. What's exciting to you in the industry right now? Have you heard of a company called Slack? I, <laughs> I, I have heard of them a little bit. Well, when we close that transaction, and, and the Slack transaction is not closed yet, but when we do close it, 
I would say that the potential I see for the future of conversational interfaces changing the way people work and the evolution of the workplace and beyond the workplace with those interfaces, I think is one of the most exciting uh, trends in technology right now. And I think it's going to have a huge impact on trailblazers because they're going to get lit up by this and realize, wow, there's so much more productivity I can create for employees that they can live in these experiences and still get their work done. And, you know, many of them may not ever, quote unquote, log into Salesforce, even though they are, even though they're using bits of it, they're going to be doing their jobs and the flow of their work. And when that flow is rocking, their productivity is really going to soar. I mean, this idea of conversational interfaces, just tell me a little bit more about what that means. Okay. Imagine that Dell Corporation sent all of their customer service agents home and they do something really cool. So when all of the, our agents are at home or all of Dell's agents are at home and you know we're all working and, and somebody calls in and needs support. And that support agent needs other people in the support organization to quickly rally around and help them to solve that customer's problem. You can imagine if we're not in the same office, you can't like put someone on hold and say, hey, I need some help over here. You know, I got this problem. But you can do it through a, a tool like Slack, and it's called case swarming. They all have context. They've got, you know, the case information's right there. They can open up the case, you know. All the information's there. They can go back and forth in real time and collaborate to quickly solve the customer's problem. That's one use case. There are so many that we have seen and thought about. And, you know, I really think, especially as the world has gone more and more digital, something like a Slack from a conversational interface or a chat interface, but doing work where you're communicating, do work in the flow of conversation. That will make everyone more productive. Yeah, and I think you know one of the interesting things to figure out is how to set up those interactions and conversations in the right way, where it is in the flow. At TDX, you're going to learn how to automate anything. Imagine marrying the beauty of automation and workflow that pulls you through a process, but humans get involved in workflow. Computers can't do everything. Thank God, or you know, we wouldn't have jobs. And but when you get inserted into that workflow as a human, what if you got inserted through these interfaces instead of logging into different systems to do your work, logging into Salesforce, logging into Workday, you know, going to a spreadsheet, jumping around? What if all of that could happen in a more fluid way? Super exciting. Yeah, really exciting. Okay, so Parker, following up on what you're excited about. Where do you see things going? You know, what's next for the platform over the next two to five years? One is, you know, we're baking more and more of security and compliance and trust into the platform. A lot of that is through uh, Hyperforce, which is our move to the public cloud that gives, lets us solve, for example, data residency concerns where you say, I want my data in France. Well, you know, that's fine. Well, you know, we'll run your workload in France and I want it in Brazil, run it in Brazil. So we're able to actually take our system and run it pretty much anywhere in the world, but also scale, that we can uh, scale elastically, that we can give you, you know, as much scale as you need. The vaccine sites were a great example of that. Everyone is a B2C company in this new digital uh, world that we're in. 
everyone is hitting B2C scale challenges. Our platform is supporting that. Data, when I think of customer data, you know, we host and protect more customer data than any company in the world. It's our customers' data. And we want to keep giving more value back to those customers. And so when you see what we uh, you know, have with our customer data platform that allows you to bring you know, all of our data that we host for you together, but also other data assets you might have in your corporation, bring those together on a horizontally scalable but secure and trusted platform that you can then use to activate, to go send your emails, um, send uh, SMSs, but that you have a 360-degree view of every one of those consumers. And it's a 360-degree view that's not as of a month ago. It's as of five seconds ago when that consumer hit your website or opened your mobile app or entered your physical store. Those are little digital signals that, you know, assuming that consumer is giving you the right to use that information because privacy is also baked into this platform. But assuming they want to give you that information to help you give them a better customer experience, whether you're being you're buying something or you need customer service or you know, you're receiving a marketing email about things you might be interested in, all of it will be highly personalized and highly personalized in real time. Everyone's trying to figure out how to get data together and analyze it. But the problem is not just bring it together and analyze it, it's, it's to activate it, to do something with it. And uh, couldn't be more excited about that direction. You know, it's really all about the customer 360 and all of those touch points and doing it at hyperscale and in real time. Great. And a heartfelt thank you, uh, Parker, for joining us today. Uh, really appreciate it. Great being here. I love the conversation. I hope all of you join me and all of my friends at TDX uh, this week. That was Parker Harris, CTO and co